Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Logbox, guys. With me as always is some of my very best friends since I was a very little kid. Tommy, what are you drinking down there straight from the bottle like an alcoholic on the street corner of someplace in a big city? I'm drinking some Hamilton's Lowland Scotch. It gets it done. <laughs> Hamilton's, it gets it done. <laughs> Josh, what are you, what are you drinking, Tommy? buddy? I am drinking a uh, a Daze from Treehouse. Oh, nice. Nice day. Mikey, sweet, sweet Mikey, what are you drinking today, buddy? I am drinking a, an orange Fanta because I did not want to cosplay as Tony Stark like LT is. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you're saying you don't want to be him? Oh! <gasps> Prescient. Oh, that's a funny joke for half of this podcast. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about Adam Warlock, sometimes known simply as him, <laughs> for some unknown reason. Not a character that comes up a lot in our daily conversation, not a character that any of us are particularly uh, super fond of. You might ask yourselves then, why are we talking about him? Well, someone <laughs> said, who should we talk about next week? And some idiot went, hey, we're never talking about Adam Warlock. It's me. It's me. Yeah. That's pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I do. I like his sidekicks more than I like Adam Morlock. So I'm going to talk more about his sidekicks. But who wants to give us a little of the background on Adam Morlock? I thought we were supposed to go around the bend on this. <laughs> yeah, we were, but I'll take care of it. Adam Morlock first appears as him in Fantastic Four 66 and 67, created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. The Enclave. Uh, decide to create the perfect human being. So, of course, he's golden and blonde-haired and the perfect cosmic specimen. He gets in case he's created out of a cocoon and he comes to life and he realizes that the enclaves are a bunch of dicks. So he flies (laughs) away into outer space and he's like, well, you know what? I don't like being here in outer space all by myself. Let me go grab a woman. So he tries to grab Sif. Thor is having none of that, so Thor kicks his ass. Then he's like, oh, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't be a dick. I'm just going to go into a cocoon and think about it. So he goes into another cocoon. And then he pops out and he's like, you know what? I should really have a name other than him because being called a pronoun is very confusing. So uh, I'm going to choose Adam Warlock. And he finds there's this mysterious cabal, uh, and so he needs help with it. He drafts Gamora and Thanos to help him. Uh, He ends up finding out that his archenemy, the leader of this cabal, is a guy named Magnus, Magus, his future self with an afro. And he's purple now. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, you can thank Roy Thomas and Gil Kane for that. Uh, then later on, he Thanos betrays him. He he's one of the big heavyweights of the Marvel cosmic universe. So not only has he ripped the Infinity Gauntlet out of uh, Thanos's hands, but he has also over time fought Mephisto in hell. He's gone toe-to-toe with the Silver Surfer, even commanded the Silver Surfer's 
surfboard. Um, yeah, he's he's one of the real heavyweights. He's not really depicted like that in the MCU. I mean, he's depicted as a, a major threat, right? You know, he kicks all the Guardians of the Galaxy's ass pretty handily. But uh, I don't know if he's on the same level with Captain Marvel in the MCU, but in the comic books, he's definitely on that scale. He has a ton of superpowers, uh, including... You know, being able to fly through space, uh, not having to breathe, not having to eat. He can, when he has the soul stone embedded into his forehead, he's able to just rip people's souls from them. And when he does that, he gains all of their knowledge. And then he can just cocoon himself and wait for a body to form for whoever he's got in the soul stone and then give him a new body. So, yeah. He's like one of those guys who use magic. Whatever he seems to need, he gets uh, because of cosmic power. Cosmic power. His cosmic biggest storyline was probably the storyline with uh, Thanos, the Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, however, if you guys go back and read that, ugh, ugh, oh. it is just... Yeah, LT, did you read that for this podcast? No, I read it for back when the infinity war came out uh i write it during the pandemic and i'm just like i don't understand why they're even doing this in the mcu this is a horrible storyline uh, I, I read like like a thousand pages and i was just like god this is just not that good yeah they had the infinity it was so it was in the 90s they had the infinity gauntlet the Infinity War, and the Infinity Crusade. And because of the speculation market, everybody was buying these series thinking they were going to be amazing and be able to sell them. And yeah, they kids from college. Yeah, and they were not very good. Yeah. I mean, the way it was written, you could probably uh, put your kids through a warm night if you used it to let your wood stove. <laughs> so LT's not a fan. Anybody uh, anybody actually like any comic that Adam Warlock's in? Because I don't. Yeah, I yeah. Don't. I was trying to think of something, and even when he was in or tertiarily related to comics that I was reading that I enjoyed, I never really like. I honestly can't recall anything about him. Like we were like. Like, he was in The Guardians, he was in some other comics, I read near them, Thor, he showed up in and around, but, like, I've never been like, oh, I remember Adam Warlock from X, Y, and Z. Nope, it's never happened. He's no Jack of Hearts. He's no Jack of Hearts. I mean, I, (laughs) when I saw the on-screen version of him, where he's just sort of an overpowered infant until he figures out what's going on, I was like, like, why did you, I just, yeah, it just seems like an odd thing to select. Like, you had yeah. all of Marvel to choose from, many, many things that make a lot of sense. Uh, and they just, uh, I don't know, it's like, they just whipped a dart at a board and they were like, let's do Adam Warlock. Well, he is tied into some major cosmic storylines, like the Infinity Gauntlet, and he is intertwined with Gamora and uh, Drax the Destroyer, and 
you know, Thanos. Yeah, and then yeah. they ignored all of that, right? And, they, yeah, they, they, picked, they, they, they had a character that was intertwined with the entire storyline. They untwined him from the entire storyline and then just randomly put him in. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was like, I don't know. My guess is. Car that, engine out watching it run on the sidewalk. My guess is yellow plastic is really cheap to make, and they were planning out a toy line for this uh, for this coming Christmas. Yeah, I'm not sure, but it was um yeah it was an odd, it was an odd choice, and they they just dealt with it in a very in a way that was sort of inscrutable. Yeah. And the actor who did him in the uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy, he just wasn't that good. Ah, uh, where do I know that kid from? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if only there was a device. Only some magical thing where only I could be like IMDb. Actually, I was going to say in the MCU, that's my favorite version of Adam Warlock because he didn't ruin Guardians of the Galaxy 3 for me. He did yeah. not. Yeah. Like he ruins every comic he's in. So. By the way, when you say uh, he beat the Guardians of the Galaxy in the MCU, let's remember that like the leader of the Guardians of the Galaxy is a guy named Quinn. And, like, the most powerful uh, other next person is uh, um, probably a raccoon. <laughs> so, Mike, do you think that Adam Warlock was the genesis of Adam Ruins Everything? <laughs> yes, I think so. <laughs> Not a bad quip. I'll give you an eight. <laughs> All right. Uh, any last words on Adam Warlock, or can we get away from this dude? I would like to say that I like some of the tertiary characters in the Adam Warlock uh, sphere more. Pip the Troll uh, is a fun character. I wanted to see him more and away from Adam Warlock. Uh, he was a prince who got kind of <laughs> um, just kind of sidelined and had to be with Adam Warlock for a couple of different reasons at different times. And he was funny. He was earthy. He was a little uh, crude, but he was a more interesting character than Adam Warlock is. If anyone knows Pip the Troll from those comic books, I, I liked him way better. Viking, do you remember that character? Oh yeah, he, he's he's good without Adam Warlock too. He's, Much better. <laughs> yeah, is my point. Yeah. The, right. When your sidekick is much more interesting than you, you get a problem. I was right. wrong. I don't know him from anything. I'm looking at his. I, I don't know what I would know him from. I never. I, and wrong. your defense, Josh, he probably doesn't know you either. That's yeah. that's fair. Uh, he was in a uh, TV series called Lead Balloon. Maybe a little portentous. All right. That's all I got. Uh, uh, Mike, you anything in the front of the lawn box? I do. Let me see if I can show this for our YouTube watching fans. It is The Prince and the Dressmaker. This is an adorable book. And it is one of the most banned books in the country. Uh, Because the prince likes to wear dresses. Um, And... It is, and that's that's the whole reason it's banned. There's nothing sexual in this book whatsoever. There's maybe one kiss, and that's it. But 
they uh, the people who are trying to ban it refer to it as pornography, and they are not only stupid, but uh, they they probably have never actually read this book or had empathy for another human being. But with that being said, this is a great book, and it's uh, about the dressmaker and her relationship with the prince. She wants to be a famous dressmaker, but unfortunately, everyone knows she works for the prince. So even though the prince, when he's in his other identity in drag, everybody's asking who his designer is. He can't tell anybody that it's the dressmaker because that will out him to everyone else. And so it's a question of the friendship that they develop. What's more important? Is it the prince hiding who he is or his friendship with the dressmaker? And I'm going to put in a few spoilers. The king in this is fucking awesome. Uh, if you don't want to hear what the spoiler is, go ahead and stop listening for a quick 10 seconds. After the king finds out that his son likes to wear dresses and runs away because he's embarrassed, he makes all of his guards go in drag to a fashion show. And he does it himself. Because he's like, there is nothing wrong with my kid. Fuck all of you. So, yeah, great story. I recommend it for everyone. And I especially recommend it because people out there don't want you to read this book. I like it already. Kind of reminds me of Andy's dad when Andy came out. <laughs> he was a uh, chief of the firefighters and, uh, he said, yep, my son's gay. Anyone's got a problem with that? Meet me in the back of the firehouse. Love that. Yeah. That sounds totally different when you say it that way. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We're doing this. There's nothing wrong with my son being gay. I'm going to show you. <laughs> Anybody uh, wants to be clean? Are we going to be clean? Whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> and there are firefighters anyways. They were this close. <laughs> Uh, that sounds like a great, great book. I'm so sorry that it has to be banned for us to get a little attention. I hope we would have seen it either way, uh, because that does sound like a great book. And I, I am going to absolutely get that one, because that one sounds terrific and right up my alley. Tommy, I've been told by little birds that you don't have anything in the back of the long box. Yeah, I'm just going to refer you back to another back of the long box where I talked about the Colonel Sanders Green Lantern uh, crossover, uh, where... Colonel Sanders had to cross over the multiverse to reobtain his secret recipe. Uh, go on Comixology, look for that. It is fantastic. Uh, it's much more enjoyable than it than you'd think it would be, and, and you can get it for free on Comixology. So, question for you guys: Who's the most fuckable Colonel Sanders? I'm going to go with Reba McIntyre. Reba McIntyre. Oh, Reba McIntyre. I mean. Second's probably Jim Gaffigan, but <laughs> I'm definitely going with Rebo. Josh, you want to weigh in on this? Uh, I mean, I guess I can't really. I don't. I don't have a a good enough mental catalog 
I don't know all their names. To really go on, I guess. I'll abstain. Well, Tenacious D was one. If you want to go that way. Jack Black or yeah, Jack, Jack Black. Black. Well, he's not the whole of Tenacious D, Tom. He's only you're right. I just couldn't think of Jack of Black. <laughs> Oddly, I thought of Kyle Gass's name right off the bat. I just okay. couldn't, couldn't get the rest of it going. Um, so you're going with Jack Black? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's better one. than Young Nasty Man. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. That. that was tangential. Totally tangential. So holidays are coming up. Turkey Day for some of us. What's your... No, we did the favorite food thing. Yeah, the time. So I can't do that. Is that a... Man, I... I really it's hope I was hoping that was a marshmallow on a stick, but it's not, is it? No, it's my drum. I, I, I bought a cajon. Okay, a family food that you really enjoy that was part of Thanksgiving that might not be in everyone's Thanksgiving. I was not aware that cheese macaroni was a Thanksgiving dish. Me neither. It's super super popular down south. It is a staple. In the South. And that's why we try to include it now when we do our Thanksgiving ones up here. Some people, like a couple of years ago, someone said it's not Thanksgiving without cheese macaroni. I'm like, what are you talking about? Even a poor guy like me didn't have cheese mac on Thanksgiving. We had the potatoes and everything else. And it turned out that that was very uh, uh, northern centric of me to think. Definitely a northeastern thing for my family was my mom liked to have apple pie with cheese. Uh, I, I love putting cheese in my apple pie. Yeah. And my wife w- was like, what? What? Lady what what? was the same way, too, the first time someone uh, put cheese on an apple pie. I'm like, yeah, it's a thing. I don't love it, but it's a thing. So even more north is the uh, Canadian meat stuffing that my mom used to make. Oh. oh. Meat stuffing. I'd- yeah. So she would just throw a duck inside the turkey. <laughs> With the Are we going? Turkey? I know it was like it was like combination of like beef and pork and and uh, and like breadcrumbs and such. That's a big turkey to shove a cow and a pig in there. Yeah, yeah. serious business. I, it's like I ground, respect your mom. Ground, Mike. Ground beef, ground pork. I wonder why she had that giant speculum. <laughs> I thought it was for something else. That was only for when you came over, Tom. By the way, Tom, that was just an average size speculum. It wasn't a giant one. Oh, I've seen, I, I've never seen larger. <laughs> Are we speculating on speculums? Speculum. <laughs> Um, I you know, how many people ever had or the yams with the uh, marshmallows on top? Uh, yeah, I've never even yeah. had that. Way like, too sweet. I've had it. Oh yeah. Why? <laughs> Why? I don't get it. I, yeah, I mean, I understand. A lot of people do that, but no. yeah, it's that is no bueno for me. Yeah, not good. Just put a lot of cinnamon on top. Do you have something, Josh? Mix some cinnamon in. Uh, my ex every every Thanksgiving was a big gyoza day. So having gyoza was 
sort of still a Thanksgiving thing for me. I don't know what gyoz is. Uh, it's like it's like a pierogi, a dumpling. Every, okay. You know, every culture has their own, you know, meat stuffed pasta, and uh, gyoza is Japan's. You can do them fried or steamed. I prefer fried. I was about to say fried gyoza is way better, but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna big. not gonna yuck your yum, but yeah, I like yeah. them fried. Yeah, I like fried. Yeah, delicious. I was just thinking, I, I make, uh, I used to make Laney fried raviolis all the time. Uh, I should do that again. Should yeah, I, I love fried raviolis. Yeah, fried raviolis are yeah. delicious. And I can make the vegan ones. Your dad taught me one thing on mashed potatoes uh, that I do to this day, which is, do you remember? Save some of the potato water and add it back in later. Okay. Uh, if you if you're, you add your milk and your butter and you're still a little thick, go for potato water first because it'll add a little starchiness and smooth it out better. It's good. Okay. Do you use sour cream in your mashed potatoes? I could start because I stopped uh, with Laney, uh, but now we're making some pretty decent sour creams that are vegan, so I could start again, but uh, not lately. Sometimes I used to put a little mayonnaise in. That's pretty good, too. Same thing, just oil. Yeah. yeah. Just oil. Yeah. Tommy, and he's, you're, you're your mom. Jeez. God uh, bless her. There's not a lot of, like... Not a lot of recipes passed down there. Yeah. I can eat, like, your mom, I re- I distinctly remember the mashed potatoes your mom gave me were true to the box. True, I mean, true to the label. They were mashed potatoes. There was no butter. There was no, no milk. No, she used to put butter and milk in. I it. don't remember. Just butter and milk. Not the one just she butter, said this one time. Just milk. She fed you. It. She fed you, me though, and I loved just, her. Before. You were loved by his mom, so. And I just love her to this day. I was not. Just butter and just. <laughs> no, you were not. <laughs> LT's mom loved all of us except Josh. Fair. A Jew. A Jew. Jew. I was supposed to hide with his knees, but I was it because he was Jewish? Yeah. He, Delinquent. Cough, yeah, that, that's yeah. better. That's better. <laughs> All right, I think that's gonna bring us over to plugs. Anything, but anything to plug? Oh yeah, it, I would like to thank Kirby Crackle for providing our geek rock music every week. You can check them out at kirbycracklemusic.com. dot com. Well, I'd, I'd like to, to thank. Plug. What was that? I would like to thank geekorthodox.com. Geekorthodox.com. GeekOrthodox.com Hello, Demi. GeekOrthodox.com For very fine stained glass prints, Johnny Skywalker rocks glasses, sake sets, you name it, they've got it at GeekOrthodox.com If you want apparel, though, you have to go to IanLino.com because that's where all your apparel needs will be met. They have shirts, baseball hats, socks, you name it, over at IanLino.com They have so much stuff they needed two websites to contain it all. They got more stuff than Amazon because because Amazon's only got one website. But Ian Lino and and uh, Geek Orthodox, they got two because they got so much stuff for sale. So go check them out at those two websites uh, for all your geeky needs. And I would like to just make a quick plug out to our Patreon site, uh, the long box backslash or forward slash Patreon dot com for a mere one dollar a month. One dollar a month. The same price as a hand job behind the fire station. Damn right. <laughs> if Andy's dad is there. 
Shave and a haircut. A month and Two you bits. get uh, a, a geek leak. That's 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 got to be the chafiest, <laughs> chafiest, calciest hand job ever. Uh, for the mere one dollar a month, you can get a another podcast that we do every week called the Geek Leak, where we talk about the other geeky stuff we do all week, besides just talking about comic books. And every single dollar, every single dime goes to the Elizabeth Peabody House, unless I'm buying porn with it. Uh, the Elizabeth Peabody House, where we have fed how many families this week? 160 families. 160 families. That's a spicy meatball. It is. It's a lot of people. It is. All right. So go go to Patreon and, and, and subscribe. Help us out here. Feed the world. In retrospect, that song is monstrous. There's one whole line that says, thank God it's them instead of you. Could we just maybe hope it's no one? Yeah, yeah. Could we? And for a country that's 90% Muslim, asking if they even know it's Christmas is a little dickish. A little bit. Country's ninety percent Muslim. Do they even know it's Christmas? No. Do they care? No. Are there Chinese restaurants the still open? Yeah. Like everywhere else? Yeah. yeah. Probably. That was my rant. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> I would like to plug Pensacon uh, in February of next year. Our home con. We are planning on doing some different panels this year year including we're going to add asian stereotypes to our horrible stereotype pa- uh, panel because we were requested to do that we, we've done asian in the past yes but a guy came over and said i wish you had talked about asian stereotypes and that dude was not asian very strange maybe he just hates asians <laughs> yeah he's like please i want to know what to read and we're also going to do a panel on banned books and probably some people are going to walk out of there with some books that are banned in the state of florida oh and uh also we're going to be in drag because fuck you florida because fuck you florida i have called that police state that local police station at least four times now it's coming we're defying you. <laughs> this Tom? Yeah. Yeah. Hi Tom. Hi Tom. Tom. <laughs> um, when did you start working here? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess that'll. <laughs> I guess that will do it for us. Josh, Pensacola, Florida. Is that your sector? Always, every year. Every damn year. God, I can't wait to get a steak. Tommy, sweet, sweet Tommy, you got any words of wisdom for us? Uh, you know, hey, you should go do some good in the world, and part of that is maybe getting your updated COVID booster. Yeah, I should get the next one. It's coming with yeah. a flu shot. Yeah, you probably should. Yeah. Mikey, sweet, sweet Mikey. Uh, what is this podcast like to you? It's like drunk history, but for comics. Damn right it is. And don't forget what I always say. Don't diss what you hate. Just promote what you love. You will live longer. Thank you for the long box, guys. Love you. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.